Tap into this podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is G Dom with G Dom Speaks. Been a long week last week. I know I missed everybody. Um, me and the wife went on ahead and delivered the baby December the 9th, so last Sunday. So that's where I was at. Hope you guys miss me. Hope you guys miss some content. But um, I do tell you, man, having a baby, it, it definitely puts a lot on you. If not a lot on you, then definitely uh, enough on you but um i mean last sunday and it happened last sunday so my wife was saying that she was starting to have some contractions and i you know we're just down here i'm down here on the computer my other son's down here playing goofing off trying to eat everything like he normally does and you know she's you know measuring her contractions and she lets me know like hey i think we probably should be going to the doctor or going to the hospital because these contractions are like eight minutes apart. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm glad we packed up and everything. So she's like, okay, my mom's on the way and you know she's going to watch the G and bam. Okay, cool. So about that time, I think they started to be because prior that week, that Wednesday, prior to that Sunday, we went to the OBGYN and the OBGYN told us that we were already, um, at about a two dilated at a two so the baby could come it wasn't going wasn't going to last that much longer but you know still kind of skeptical and plus she wanted to go to work until the last day so she can have all the time that she needed to have off which is understandable so we go ahead and get to the um we get to the hospital and so then they take us back in the room and they say okay you know, they go ahead and check her and they're like, okay, yeah, you're about a five and your cervix is, you know, like almost a hundred percent effaced or whatnot. And she's my wife definitely is not one of those people that can go through pain. So pain is one of those things that she'll be like, nah. So we, she was just wondering how fast she can get the epidural. And I was like, well, you know, I, I know it's a certain number that they can't administer the epidural, but since we already came in at a five, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get it or not, but the lady or the nurse, she got us checked in pretty quick and got everything going and we were able to get the epidural upon getting this epidural. Um, they did tell us that it was a certain number. I think it was like eight where they didn't want to go over eight. So we were like, fine, let's just hurry up and get us back into our room, get us admitted. And hopefully the anesthesiologist can come and do the epidural. So they did exactly just that. And they managed to get us in the room and checked in, you know, pretty quick and got her hooked up to all of her IVs and all that other stuff that they got to do. Uh, probably about, I would say maybe 10 minutes later, the anesthesiologist, go ahead and he comes in now. Um, he's like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm here to administer the epidural and blase, blase. Fine. No problem. I mean, when I'm looking at him, he just looks like he just... And, and, and for the record, anesthesiologists, these people make the highest. I mean, he's, you know, if you if you have this job, you can imagine these people are making like 350000 a year. I mean, clearing it. If not more, I, I believe in some cases, depending on whichever hospital. But this particular one, he looked as if he, you know, was new or something like that. But I knew he was a lot older. So in my head, I'm like, okay. That's, you know, we've had the first baby epidural went perfect and it should just go the same. 
So as I'm, you know, she's facing me, I'm facing her, you know, because you can't be behind the anesthesiologist when he's doing it, or maybe just this particular one. I'm not sure. However, they go. Um, he's working and he's working and he go ahead and he goes ahead and he uh, gets the needle in her back. Well, instead of getting the needle in the correct place in her back where he needed to get the needle, he put the needle in the spine. You know, I'm not sure if it's too many people out there that knows what that means after that. But <laughs> yeah, so he got the needle in the spine. So he had to take the catheter out and restart the whole process all over again. Okay. And at the same time, she's having contractions four minutes apart. You know what I mean? Like four minutes apart. Like I think they even like, I think the number kind of, uh, it was like three minutes apart at, at this point in time, because she's at about a seven at the time she's receiving this epidural. So, you know, pain is coming. So I think he has to poke her some more. I think he poked her like twice just to get this right. So he finally got it right. And he, you know, he seemed a little bit more celebratory of the fact that he got it right. And I'm sitting up here thinking to myself, like, is this the first one you done or something? Like, why did they bring, why did, why did we get the damn rookie for this? Well, I, my wife didn't care at that point because, you know, it was in there. She got the pain, but, you know, they have a button. And when he got the catheter and, you know, they give you this little button that drips the, uh, the fluid into you so you can go ahead and not feel the pain so about this time i'm pretty sure she's at you know she's dilated she's completely fully dilated cervix is it's all you know 100 effaced all of that well i think she forgot to click the button because she was pushing and she was hurting you know so she didn't have you know she she didn't hit the button for the um the blood i mean not the blood but the uh the uh you know the epidural to work so she's pushing like all natural at this point. So she goes ahead and hits the button. And what the epidural does is it just pretty much low uh, numbs that lower area. So she can't really feel the pain, you know, the sharp pain whenever she's pushing. So every time she contracts or a contraction comes, she doesn't feel it. But they read it up on the monitor. And when they're reading up on the monitor, the monitor pretty much lets them know that, hey, she's having a contraction. And I don't know if it's anybody out there that's been, I'm pretty sure all my fellas are, you know, they've been in the room. Same thing with the women. They know as well. But whenever you're having a contraction, you're supposed to push against the contraction. Now, shout out to those women that do it naturally because they got some sort of pain tolerance that is out of this world. <laughs> and that and that definitely takes some doing to do it naturally. Not, you know what I'm saying? But so she's pushing and pushing now the her contractions are lasting about two minutes long and they're every three to four minutes so you know of course this baby's coming so she didn't for a minute she was just doing it all natural and she was you know losing some oxygen so they had to get her the oxygen machine the oxygen machine so they can pretty much you know so she can have the oxygen and breathe so therefore every time a contraction comes she'll be able to push against the contraction. So she finally hits the button, realizing that she never hit it. And now the epidural is working. So she's able to push a little bit more hard because now she doesn't have that sharp pain to push against the contraction, which is as good. So we delivered the baby. Fine. The head poked out, you know, all of that. You know, it was all fun. Uh, the doctor didn't let me deliver it this time. The lap, my first uh, my firstborn son, he let me 
you know, deliver the baby. Let me catch. I scrubbed up and did all of that. But this time, with all ladies in the room, well, them ladies don't let you. They don't. They don't play around. I'm pretty sure some ladies out there that you know let the husbands or the fathers, you know, deliver their kids. But here, that that wasn't the case. And I think I kind of understand why that wasn't the case because I did find out that we were the 20% of the people who delivered a baby that were married because they said 80% of the people that come in that hospital are not married. So I get it. They just don't want anybody grabbing if they're not the father. I, I understand it, but neither here nor there. So we have the baby. Baby's perfect. You know, come in healthy, no issues, you know, just fine. Perfect. So they move us out of the labor and delivery room and then they put us over in the uh, the other part where, you know, the families get to stay, you know, stay for a few, uh, few days so we can do the circumcision and, you know, do all the, the labs on the baby, do the the, uh, the, ear, the hearing check, and the, all everything, you know what I mean? Got to do the uh, hepatitis shot and all of that other stuff. So we were scheduled to leave that next day, which is I was kind of like, yes, cool, because I don't, you know. The first time we stayed in the hospital, I was like, man, this sucks. You know, so this time, you know, we're a little bit more seasoned because we have uh, a one year old, one and a half year old. So we kind of understand the drill, you know, and that's one thing. When you get the drill, it makes it all easy. When you don't get the drill, that's when this becomes a little bit hard. So we're staying in the uh, in the room. So probably that next morning, that next day, um, part of the uh, failed epidural was you know you could have back problems and neck stiffness and uh, real bad headaches and the headaches come from the leaking of the spinal fluid and in order for you to not to have those headaches you have to lay horizontally so it alleviates the pain okay that's 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 okay cool so the next day she started you know experiencing all of those symptoms everything you know what I mean? Just everything, the back pain, the neck pain, the head pain, all of that stuff. And I mean, the headache was so bad that she was just like, oh, my God, I, you know, we got to do something. Of course, with that comes the higher blood pressure as well. So with it being a higher blood pressure, that's going to have a set of uh, factors to it as well. So it's just so many other things, you know, with the failed epidural, how it could, you know, mess up so much other stuff. All right, cool. So in order to fix that uh, from her leaking the spinal fluid, they do this operation, what they call a blood patch and a blood patch. What it is, is it's the same process over. You basically have to get an epidural again. They have to place a catheter inside of your back, kind of in the same exact spot where they placed it for her to have the baby. So she couldn't feel the pain, but they had to place that catheter right back in there and simultaneously draw blood out of her arm and patch it with her own blood. So it's like a, it's like almost like she's giving herself a blood transfusion. All right, cool. Um, they said about 15 to 20 cc's was needed. And I was like, okay, cool. So, but the doctor, I guess he had, he called in this little nurse and she wasn't able to really, um, get the blood the way that she was supposed to get the blood out of one arm. So she even switched arms and I'm like, God, so she ended up getting a total of 11 CCs, but that, that pain injection and that blood going back into your back, that, that hurts like hell too. So I think he only ended up pumping about 
five cc's of blood back into her back because that was all you know she could take and plus she said that her headache started to get better the more blood that he pumped okay cool and he was like okay we'll just do that and that that's fine so the next stiffness kind of went away a uh, little bit of back pain but we stayed in there probably maybe a day and a half longer than we wanted to so we had the baby on that sunday and we didn't leave the uh hospital into that wednesday which is y'all anybody that's been in the hospital knows that sucks it, it sucks straight up so thursday everything seems pretty uh normal you know or whatever normal is and she's laying on her back we got the baby home mom's here so she can you know help and everything so um thursday went pretty good not really an issue she started to experience some more pain which is the pain that she started to experience was you know that same neck pain and she was you know complaining about a headache but they sent us home with some uh medication i think it was um, some ibuprofen and some blood pressure medicine for her to keep her uh, blood pressure down due to all of this so and it was understandable because the OBGYN told us that you know post you know post delivery that you're going to be having these you know your blood pressure is going to be a little bit higher you know but and also as well you know with these headaches and stuff like that they were just telling her to lay flat and try to get some caffeine in try to drink a lot of fluids and blase so many so much other stuff this is me paying attention to every little detail that's happening i mean all my husbands out there that have a pregnant woman I, I urge you to pay attention whenever your wife is going through this process of delivering a child because if it's something that you don't know be the asshole and ask the questions because i'll ask the questions i ask so many questions i think our OBGYN don't like me and i don't care that's 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 just what the fuck it is you know so Friday that next day which is it was man that was a that was a rough day because uh, a friend of mine I did a podcast did an episode not too long ago about suicide and uh, attended his uh, funeral on Friday so Friday after the funeral um, I go home and she's letting me know that hey you know the headache is worse than what it was in the hospital the neck the pain in her neck was so bad that she you know really couldn't bear she wasn't really paying you know she couldn't pay the baby any attention it was just you know so bad so i was like okay well let's just go ahead and go to the uh emergency okay fine so i'll go ahead and get you know get myself together probably about five o'clock p.m and i'm getting myself together and we you know we go ahead and go over to the er and uh the anesthesiologist now the one that did the blood patch after the failed epidural was the same anesthesiologist that we ended up seeing going back to the ER. So we told him, Hey, you know, we're having, you know, the headaches are pretty much worse. She's laying completely horizontal. So he did say, well, you know, we only pump like about five cc's of blood back in you. I really don't want to do a second one, but if I have to, I will. And cool. So everybody, we was all in agreement to do the second one. Cause at first I thought to myself, like, should we do a second one this time? Or, should we just try to beat it naturally? Nah, fuck it. Let's do the second one. Let's just go ahead and do it. I want to do everything I can so she, you know, so she can alleviate that pain because she's trying to breast, you know, she's trying to pump at the same time. She's trying to do a few other things. Okay, cool. So this time, uh, a new nurse comes in and, you know, same process. They have to put the catheter in her back, which is, is no different than her getting the epidural again. So he looks, the um, anesthesiologist looks and was like, man, you got like six holes in your back, five holes in your back. And I'm like, wow. 
And he was like, well, I know when I did the blood patch, I did two. So the first guy, the one that did the failed one, he probably poked around three times. This is this is what I'm talking about. Just because they make this amount of money and they have these titles, it, it does not mean that they are precise in what they do. That it does not mean that. This is that bullshit right there. I mean, we can complain about people at work. Let's say like if we, we talk about fast food workers and not getting the orders right, but they want fifteen dollars an hour, right? Well, think about this anesthesiologist. He's making three hundred and fifty thousand a year and he can get shit wrong and fuck your life up. See? See the difference right there? It's it's a big difference. Somebody fucking your food up versus fucking your life up. But I'll touch on that on another podcast. So um he he's getting the um catheter placed in there and he's got it in and we got a new nurse to uh draw the blood out of her arm because I told you simultaneously she has to get the blood drawn out of her own arm so she can, you know, do it herself. Fine. So she gets it drawn and she's got all 20 cc's this time. Great. And he puts all 20 cc's of blood back into her um, hole in order to plug that hole wherever, you know, she was leaking the spinal fluid or having some of those issues at. Great. So by this time, she's feeling way better. But now it's a it's a different thing now. It's back pain now. It's not a headache. It's just more back pain. So now we have to figure out a way in order to alleviate her from the back pain. So that was Friday. We went in there about five, got out of there about 1030, close to 11 o'clock, sitting in the ER waiting. And at that time we were sitting in the ER waiting. Um, The reason why we got pushed back so far is because two traumas came in, I guess a a uh, accident on the highway involving a semi hit like I don't know it was probably like 10 people they had a nine month old uh, the nurses were in there holding a nine month old that was in the accident and at the same time that these two traumas happened uh, a lady was in the hallway screaming because a family member just passed away from you know some terminal illness that they had and, uh, man it was a rough it was, it was, it was a rough Friday Okay, cool. So we got out of there. And, uh, I'm I'm tired. Really, you know, at this point, nobody's sleeping. I'm not sleeping. She's trying to do as best she can as for sleep. Uh, 18 month old or 19 month old. He's hit the point of where now he's waking up in the middle of his uh, sleep, and now I gotta go get him, try to put him back. So yeah, this is this is the no sleep life for real because in your head you think that oh okay well I'm just be waking up with the baby nah, we waking up with the baby and we waking up with our one year old as well so it's a little bit rough you know thankful thank very very thankful that our mom is here to help so Saturday uh, she's checking her blood pressure and her blood pressure uh, you know it's kind of high so Saturday morning she wakes up and she takes a blood pressure pill, you know, to kind of keep her blood pressure down. And then she takes a ibuprofen, you know, for the pain in the back, because this is what we're dealing with, the pain in the back. So she goes in, my wife goes in to take a shower. And as she goes in to take a shower, 
uh, her mom's back there with her and then next thing you know I hear this thumping she calls my name and she says come here come here Brittany tail and I run back there and you know she kind of I guess she got dizzy which is another thing it's another side effect of all of this failed epidural mess she got dizzy and you know kind of fell backwards in the shower I'm not sure if she hit her head I'm hoping she didn't hit her head she may have I'm not sure so but after all of this then she uh I get her up I pull her up and I pull her up so and I'm like okay are you all right you know kind of what happened she's telling me that she started to feel dizzy and you know she's kind of you know passed out while she was in the shower backwards so I'm like okay let's go ahead and get her to the uh bed so as I picked her up uh she just like completely starts fainting it just like she just went like completely gone and I'm like what I'm, I'm smacking her in her face and i'm like hey boo 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 and like she was just gone like I'm, i was like what you know at the same time i'm like nervous this is my wife so i'm like oh my god and uh i guess she you know she got dizzy again as i'm trying to carry her to the thing and i even had to you know put her down i mean you know i'm i'm a pretty big guy i'm pretty strong but when dead weight is falling on you I don't know nobody who can keep that up. That that's that's tough to keep that up because you got hands and legs. It, it's real tough to keep that up. So, I just went down slowly to the ground in the in the bathroom. The second time, she's kind of passing out. So I'm like, okay, cool. She didn't even. She was like, how did I get on the floor? I'm like, oh my goodness. So, I'm, at this point, I'm thinking the worst. So I get her up because I want to get her back flat because I know that that was the thing to do to get her back flat. And so as we're closer to the bed, now we're in the room. And it, you know, it happens again. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck, man? Should we call the ER? I mean, she, you know, what, do, you know? So she, I finally get her on the bed and get her flat. And she like regains, you know, consciousness just like, bam, just like that, that quick. Okay. So kind of figure out the issue to that. You know, she took some medicine and she didn't really eat much. And then at the same time, she was supposed to really kind of be resting. But I understand because as a woman you don't want to be sitting there all night uh or all day after you come out of the hospital and you you, she didn't want to smell of course no woman wants to smell because you know i'm pretty sure she's like she she told me she's like i can you know smell myself i don't want to be funky so i understand that i don't want her to be funky but shit i don't want that either so um Okay, cool. So by this time, everything is kind of, you know, it's kind of calmed down. So we're checking her blood pressure more and more. And at a part of the day, the blood pressure is shooting up to like 190 over like 120. And her aunt is a uh, retired nurse. So she's pretty much like, all right, you know, that's high. Let's check it again. So we checked it a few times and it, and it was high. So I'm like, shit, I don't want her to stroke out. So um, she called my cousin. And I think she called my brother as well. And she was just kind of like, oh, y'all, you know, y'all, you know, get G out of the house because he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, kind of tired and could probably use some time or, you know, just whatever. But she called her mom, called me and let me know that her blood pressure was real high. So I just said, man, we can just go ahead and get back. So I went on it. We went on ahead and got back and checked her blood pressure and her aunt had came over. Her blood pressure was pretty high still, and we was pretty much like, all right, let's just go back to the ER. So Saturday, right back in the ER, the same physician, you know, came and saw us. So he just, uh, he was like, man, I just seen you guys yesterday. Is everything cool? And 
we were telling him like yeah it was just the blood pressure this time and so he went on ahead and uh gave us uh her blood pressure medicine and she drank some more water so she had to give a urine sample and do some labs but i could tell she's feeling way way better by this point it's just that it, you know that earlier that morning had a, a bit of a whatever to it you know so but so far so good since then everything has been you know fine she's been resting been needing to keep her resting and man i i, I tell you I never would you never would think that a pregnancy could do this type of you know thing you know it's it's rough I know I know sometimes we act like pregnancies and post you know the post part of the pregnancies we think about the postpartum because I know a lot of mothers end up with postpartum but let's be real it's it's just more than postpartum because who would ever think that a failed epidural you know would happen because they say I think it happens in one in 100 and we happen to be the one out of the 99 and I'm like what the hell are you serious right now so but I, I mean it, everything right now is, is, is doing pretty good our, our baby's healthy um, they told us you know that he might have a, a little bit of jaundice due to his uh, I guess his Billy Rubin thing was a little high so it was just man it's just been a uh, it's been a roller coaster this time I think this kind of made us pretty much say you know what I think we done yeah we done are we gonna you know am I gonna get snipped most definitely not I don't nah no knife is going near what I hold dear but I, I, I do tell you yeah, just be careful if you're strong enough to go natural I would suggest it if you're not strong enough to go natural um, be advised that failed epidural it it could definitely be in play these these anesthesiologists these surgeons these physicians they're all subject to error and I learned we learned that the hard way I know we kind of think that they went through all this year all these years of schooling and all this time doing these residencies and and learning so much about the human body and, and knowing just how to be right. Because in my head, I was thinking like, well, you know, was she moving too much at the time that, you know, because I asked the second anesthesiologist, I said, was she moving too much? And he said, uh, I mean, that's a part of our job. I mean, when we're administering, you know, an epidural, the average woman that is, you know, going through contractions is moving. So I'm not sure what that individual was you know i'm not sure what that was what was going on with him and i'm just kind of like you know in my head i'm thinking like man i'm about to call a lawyer up and sue him for all they got that's what i was thinking but i think i'm just kind of feeling like not because you know the first time he did come in there he did explain that you know these are the these are the side effects these things that can happen you know he explained everything to us so He's, you know, he's he lawfully covered himself before he failed giving the epidural. That doesn't mean that we still shouldn't try or, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty not I'm pretty much not going to do it because I don't, you know, you don't want to go into a case like that. Then you lose. Then you got these crazy lawyer fees. And I'm not saying that it's something that we're going to lose, but I just don't feel like going through all of that, you know, and not to mention 
I'm gonna be honest with you. It's no amount of money that can cure quality of life. You know, it's no amount of money. I know, I know the imagery right now that is out there. It, it looks as if money can cure all. It, it it really does look as if money can cure all. But I'm gonna tell you personally, it it can't cure all. Even in mall, even in mall practice situations, you know somebody could you know have messed up you know and now you don't have a leg to operate but we're going to sue them for a billion dollars and you should you definitely should but that billion ain't going to be the same as if you had both of those legs or, you know you know you, you, i mean i hope you understand the message that i'm trying to convey you know quality of life it's no money it's no money out there it's not a dollar sign out there that can you know give you your quality of life while you have this large amount of money or a large amount of money. I'm sorry. You know, so it's just a rough process of top of my women out there. Um, a big kudos to you guys because you guys go through damn near death to bring a life in. And one thing that I, I think I never experienced that, that close until, you know, our second son's delivery I know I maybe sound a little sob about it, but man, it's just, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a crazy process. Once you see how the woman's body works and all of the shit that it does to bring life into this world, it is, I've seen it both times. Like I've seen both of my kids come out the jaws of life. I mean, it is, it's really a beautiful, nasty, ugly thing, but it's beautiful, but it's just, if you see it, it's re- if you don't got a stomach for it, don't do it. But I tell you, it's uh, it's it, it's it's life, and I don't think we know how precious life is because I think we look at things from a different perspective as to what we may feel life may be. But if I, I, I guarantee you, if you watch if you watch babies being born every day, or you may watch your kids being born, I guarantee you what you feel about the quality of life will definitely change and uh, a a failed epidural is one of those things that you're going to be looking like man why why did this happen to happen to us hopefully hopefully going forth you know that this does work i hope you know none of the headaches come back i do know some back pain is going to be associated with it hopefully we can you know work through it but it's just going to be a process like anything else you know, with this, uh, like I said, you know, people just just be careful when you're having kids, you know, you know, you, you think. See, that's the thing, man. We, we think that we know it all. And we, you know, and I'm not saying that we didn't. We did, you know, because we did what we were supposed to do while we was pregnant. We, we took our pre, you know, she took her prenatals. She took her folic acid. She, you know, she ate. She did what she was supposed to do, you know, <laughs> but you could be a hundred percent doing what you're supposed to do. And you never expect that an anesthesiologist would fuck some shit up. You would never expect that. You would think that, oh man, you know, why that? Why that? So that was my week last week. Brought in new life. Uh, seeing a friend off, a close friend off. Uh, trying to maintain our life, you know, after post delivery. And we still at it, and I, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, uh, I'm, 
I'm grateful. I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm, I, I, man, I'm just, I'm still kind of messed up, man. But uh, I would, I would definitely uh, anybody that's in labor or pregnant or not in labor. If you're in labor, you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> I hope you're not. <laughs> but if you, if you're pregnant and you are about to deliver and you are listening to this podcast, I would definitely educate yourself about what goes on in. Uh, in the labor and delivery room especially if it's not your first if it's your second i mean it doesn't matter it could happen on any child that you're delivering first second third fourth fifth if you plan on getting any epidurals which is like i said i will never tell a woman not to get an epidural because i'm not the one who has to have that pain of pushing i'm not so if you if you could do a natural that's your choice if you do it with the epidural that's still your choice but you know whatever choice you make just know, you know, some things is, is a little bit rough, but definitely um, keep your head up. You know, definitely um, stay prayed up to whoever it is you worship. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, just, 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 you know, send one out for your boy right now. You know, we, uh, we, we definitely in strong spirits and we definitely going to remain in strong spirits. Um, this is just a process that we got to get through and I, I definitely do not, I, I don't wish this on no one. I, I wish this on nobody. I don't want nobody to go through this because this is definitely, it's definitely tough, man. It's definitely tough. And, uh, my wife is very strong dealing with this and I had to tell her to sit her ass down today cause she just want to be popping up all around. I'm like, I'm gonna have to like get some belts and like strap her to the damn bed Somebody gonna probably be like, oh, nah, I'm just joking. I ain't gonna do that. I really got the end. Yeah. But I just wanted to get on here and tell y'all our experience. Hopefully, uh, nobody has to experience that. And I, and I definitely do hope that you guys get uh, uh, great uh, nurses, great doctors, great OBGs, uh, great anesthesiologists, people that know how to do their job and, you know, that are flawless with it and make your uh, experience with having a child worth wanting to have more if that's, you know, because that's how our first experience was. We wanted to have more because we felt that that first time was just a breeze not realizing that the second time we had some roadblocks and some things to get through. So, that's all I got. This is G-Dom with G-Dom Speaks. I hope all of you people out there have a beautiful night. Check me out on Fridays and Tuesdays. And I'm going to be doing this. So I got to go feed a little baby because he's crying and my wife is texting. And I'm about to get my ass beat. I'm going to holler at y'all.